Hail Jeters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with special guest, Dave Wagner-Lodell. Dave, how you doing? Welcome back, everyone. Hey, Josh. How's how's everything going? How was your holidays, New Year's? You back in the swing of things? Yeah, I am uh, I'm thriving, uh, as always. So that's... Uh, no, I'm, I'm feeling good. I, uh, I just found out that... Um, the Pistons are the Pistons. The, uh, <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I'm sports crazy, as everybody knows. Uh, no, I just found out that the uh, Detroit Lions are playing the Rams in the playoffs, Dave. So that's been very fun. It was sort of, you know, I took the advantage. Congratulations. Yeah, Matthew Stafford returns. Um, I sort of took advantage of the FA Cup weekend to unplug a little bit, you know, after the, uh, I, I know some people really like the, and I like the FA Cup. I'm not an FA Cup hater, but the third round is like still a little too, there's too many matches, right? It's spread across too many days. And so, and also we've just had what four game weeks compressed into about two weeks uh, in, in terms of, you know, fantasy in the premier league. So it's usually like a good kind of reset for me. Um, and so I watch a lot of football today. So uh, how about you? Are you doing, doing well? American football. American yeah. Football. That was a good, yeah. it was a good American football. No, this is, this pod will be a good re-entry. I think for all of us, when yep. you mentioned before that I might be on, you know, after the, between the, the, the FA Cup break. I was yep. like, ooh, I hope there's stuff to talk about. But I think there is a lot Tons. we can chat yeah. about. And um, yeah, I, I did watch a bit of the Newcastle Sunderland uh, match, a derby. derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not good yeah. football. Uh, nil, it was, right? <laughs> it was yeah. pretty compelling, I guess, <laughs> just because, uh, you know, Sunderland till I die. I got that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the back of my head. Yep. But um, yep. yeah, Sunderland were never going to score in that game, but yeah. um, I did. I did miss the Arsenal game. Too. I, we're going to talk about that and get everyone yeah. updated. So, it's funny. yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. about re-entering into this too. All of these clubs that I have like a tiny kind of sentimental connection to, um, like you know, there's um, Wrexham, of course, kind of like the new everybody's like beloved other club. Uh, Sunderland because of Sunderland till I die. Um, Wimbledon, I sort of like, cause this American writer, John Green is like a Wimbledon co-owner. Um, even, even Leeds a little bit. Um, cause there's this book called the damn United that I read <laughs> a few years ago about Leeds in the seventies. So, um, we're actually kind of the Brian Clough. Um, uh, and so maybe even like Forrest a little bit, cause that's where he went afterwards. So, uh, you know, it's all these little, these little connections, you know, it's part of what makes it fun. The rich tapestry of English football, Dave. Absolutely. No, yeah. All the, all, I'm, I'm going the other way in Wrexham. Screw Wrexham. <laughs> yeah. I, hate them. I, they, I know they're going to get Ted Lassoed, right? They're going to get too popular and everyone's going to, everyone's going to turn on them. Uh, but they're, they're still a league too. I mean, I feel like they've got a long, a long way to climb before we can properly hate them. Um, so we, we do have a lot of news. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the big news is that game week 21 is now uh, heading our way. It's heading our way earlier than we expected um, because they have just rescheduled the Luton-Burnley match. This is a match that was supposed to be played on uh, Monday. Um, So like, I guess like a week from when you'll be hearing this pod, Uh, it's now going to be played on uh, this Friday. So uh, it's, you know, kind of nice, I guess. You know, I I was like a Friday afternoon game, especially one like this. I mean, this is a, a pretty pure, pure watch, Dave, I'd say in terms of the always cheating pure watch rankings. I'd say Luton hosting Burnley is like right up there right up there at the top, especially with Kabore gone. If nothing else, the always cheating PSA on the deadline date is like worth tuning in just for that. Cause <laughs> I had no idea it was Friday. I'm traveling that day. Yeah. So I, I 80% chance would have missed it if I didn't listen or yeah. be part of this pod today. So, I know they yeah, just, I know they just updated the fantasy website like an hour. When I was putting this running order together, it was still wasn't together yet. So it's, it's very much late breaking news, but yeah, very important because um, especially this week I have two transfers. I'm still sort of sorting out 
what I'm going to do, probably like most people listening, I feel like my basically I'm sitting on my hands until we have more Holland news, it, you know, if we have any Holland news, um, which I guess I, you know, I wanted to ask you too, before we kind of jump into all the news, uh, people, longtime listeners will have heard Dave, you've been on the podcast several times before. Dave, you have something like, is it five top 10K finishes or something? I feel like you have a real, like a several top 10K finishes, um, very experienced manager, a uh, longtime friend of the pod. Um, how is your season specifically this season going so far? It feels like you've had a nice climb the last handful of weeks. Yeah, they, I am in the Hall of Fame rankings of something. Uh, once once I repay for a scout, I'll, I'll learn <laughs> yeah, okay. my new ranking. But <laughs> worth, worth the price yeah, of admission, yeah. maybe next year. Um, no, I'm having a good year. Um, I'm 300k, which yeah. is which is the new 30k. Right. Um, By the standards of the season, days, that's so fantastic. Yeah. That's how yeah. I literally think about it. I'm not even that. I'm sort of half joking, but I'm really not. I, that's really how I think about it these days. Sure. The way the game is. Um, I obviously right where we want to be and I'm very happy with that. So I'm not going to like humble brag too much, but I will say it would have been sweet not to bench Palmer and be 150 K today, but you know, it's what have you done for me lately? (laughs) So I'm happy obviously where I am. Who Like if you can go like who, who went over him? Like who was the, who slotted in? Uh, It was Bowen, Bowen. Saka. Right. So I guess um, Bowen, Bowen, I guess would have been the one who maybe would have, been benched for for him yeah and, and then i had a, a bit of a curse of the two transfers because i i think i did or i brought in alvarez that's right so i played alvarez as well um yep. Yep. so if i did nothing i would have played palmer and had a weak bench so yep. again the curse of two we transfers talked about it many, um, many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know we're never going to learn on that one yep. but that's just that's just variant so yep. um I was really lagging this. I think I was like overall 4 million at one point. They're on game week nine. Yep. I was looking back, had a lucky game week nine. I think I brought in Trippier, Captain Sun had a very lucky nine, then wildcard 10. And I was very early on Bowen, Palmer, and Watkins. And that sort of coasted me to yeah. within top million. So it's been it's been a smooth season. I've enjoyed... You know, FPL, it's been, it's different, you know, but I'm still enjoying it. I'm still engaged, yep. still checking it quite a bit. And, yeah. um, I'm, you know, with all the new content out there, I've just accepted it and, and use it and listen to the shows I like. And it's almost less legwork nowadays. And, and that makes it more fun in some ways because you can just be more creative yeah. and less, less just rote time with a spreadsheet figuring stuff out because people are more, giving you options so it's more about like um you know how they say like with ai music it's it's gonna be less about creating a new song but like here's 20 different sounds and select the one you like so it's more about like picking than it is like creating a plan if you will i don't know if that makes sense no i think it does make sense i think that um which i think has created a problem uh that that at least i personally have had to work to solve which is the like too many inputs problem right like uh Recommended transfers. Hub, Hub has ideas for me. Uh, FPL Review has ideas for me. Uh, Mikkel Talkbum's charts has ideas for me. They do not always tell me. I have my own ideas, right? <laughs> Sometimes my own ideas peek through, right? And I have all these sort of different inputs. And I have had to, because um, I enjoy, I enjoy filtering through that stuff as well. And I think it's fun. And I don't think it, um, I don't think it hurts the game um, because it brings. I mean, certainly in a big picture sense, it doesn't hurt the game. It helps the game. It brings more people in and makes and brings that kind of a baseline of of competency. Uh, but I think that um, the adjustment for me has been okay. I'm just going to have to pick 
a couple of lanes here, right? And I, I like because otherwise uh, I'm going to lose sense of how I actually want to manage or, or play the season, right? Um, because I, I think frequently, just to pick two out here, I mean, review and Mickle, who are like two people that I really enjoy, they often give me very different ideas for where I should kind of go with with my moves. And um, and if I just sort of I don't know, you know, it's like then then I'm sort of, you know, I, I don't but that that to me is not like I want my own opinion to be part of it too, right? And so it's like I have to figure mm-hmm. out um what kind of so what like what I what I trust the most. And so I've kind of found that I I like the review style where they give you like nine different options, right? It's like you can go this way, you can go this way, you can go this way. And then I could sort of not necessarily even, I, I would say most cases, I don't take any of the options that they recommended. Right. Uh, but just the thinking through of like nine different kind of options. And then you can sort of like play it out. Right. Okay. If I do this, then I can do this in this week and this and that week, that is enough for me to kind of make my own decision. And so that that's, I've, I would say I've been defaulting to review more than anywhere else last, um, maybe two months or so. And I think it's, I think it's helped me honestly. Yeah, I think so too. I I would, and I I do the similar thing. I have like one or two analytics rankings, projection sites, and then one or two sort of planning, like, like pros, I think is really good with like the planning and sort of that sort of thing. And then obviously you guys for like the football and like, you know, sort of the grass takes a little bit, you, well, know, sure. you know, who's, who's playing midfield that yeah, I don't know about I mean, I that think, could change things. Sure. So. And I mean, I think our, our goal is like, is also just to make sure that like, it's still fun, right? Like that's sort of like the, in theory, the pod is like, it's like Monday morning, the games have just been played. I don't necessarily want on Monday at 9am, like a very clearly defined plan for what I'm going to do this week. I just want like good vibes, you know, <laughs> and like sort of a discussion yeah. of what happened, you know, over the, over the last weekend and maybe starting to think about what I want to do the following weekend. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. I, I didn't mean make this like a referendum on content no, uh, I, once again, but, but I will say that like, yeah, the analytics, like even, and like the, any, any, the review type team will tell you this is like even the top 20, or the top, the difference between the fifth suggestion and the 99th suggestion is basically zero. Yeah. It's like a statistical. A couple of, decim- <laughs> like, a couple of decimal you know, points, so, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And if you're going between like FPL Hub and like Mikel, it's like this defender's 3.3 versus 3.0. Who should I start? You know, obviously yeah. it's just, you know. It's weighted um, averages. It's, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you got to go with your gut and that's what makes it fun. Yeah. I agree. No, I love talking about this big picture stuff, honestly. I think it's really interesting. I, I also think it's a serious question. I think for for people who consume fpl content um what you know you have to like what are you what are you looking for right like and who's and i i think that's okay i mean I'll, and i'll stop here well I'll, I'll end in this note but yeah it's like what am i going to go to each thing for right and like you said maybe you got a pros for for planning you go to you know whoever for strategy whoever for you know for for fun and um you know and sort of solve all those um you know check all those boxes all right so let's get into actual news though um so i mentioned the luton burnley match being rescheduled um the other big news and, and uh for people who don't know dave is a spur supporter uh timo Werner is on a loan to buy deal i don't know if all the uh ins and outs of that if that would happen like this summer in theory if 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 they want him uh but uh team of Werner is joining i i presumably he's already joined right i don't know if he's like actually on the pitch yet for i, I mean like on the on the training pitch yet for for spurs but, i believe yeah. so the, the news was he got in a call with Ange or just decide within 20 seconds of the call so it was a lot of yeah. uh jokes and memes about that yeah um yeah <laughs> my understanding is it's basically a zero risk contract okay. and i think that's pretty much the reaction from everyone's like this is 
obviously zero risk, like expectations are could not be lower. Right. What, right. What, and yeah. if he just runs around and does like Richarlison type stuff, like that's fine. Um, he's a body up there. We need bodies in January. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I mean, and, and it, Hey, if he does anything, if he's, I, what's the over under on goals for the year? 0.5. Right. So if he does anything, I think that's, that's great. Yeah. But I, that'd be a bonus to me. Yeah. Where, what has he done like this? So this year he's played, uh, in the Bundesliga 14 matches with two goals and one assist, but you know, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. Maybe it'll be a little too like hard to say. Was he, cause he was, he was back at, um, he was at Leipzig, right? That's where he's. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They uh, the, the chatter I heard was like, yeah, he wasn't uh, lighting it up. <laughs> to say yeah, the least. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, um, change of scenery, you know, yeah. maybe a new system and yeah, just, just run around press, yeah. you know, in the Ange system. And I think that's, that's a good fit actually. Yeah. And they're down a body. Right. And they, uh, they just, yep. they advanced the, the fourth round of the FA cup too. So um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think, I think it's a, it's a low risk move. I think uh, fantasy wise, he's he's off the table he's like sub darwin levels of frustration right like we don't want to well i guess speaking of dar like that do do we have any guesses on price he's gonna be like seven right i I think that's too high uh (laughs) wow i mean they're gonna are they gonna classify him as a forward most likely i guess think so yeah yeah. so you think so uh so let's say i would say six million i i think i I think it's gonna be in the six to six six five range i mean he was never a nine he started at nine i think when he joined um in 2020 and he was never a nine million player right he never played like one so i don't know how um even with like i know they often use like kind of like regression you know and you like no one ever drops that much but i think you've got to think of him as like an entirely new player um on the pitch so um i don't know i mean it's actually an interesting question how low would he have to be for me to consider taking a flyer on him uh, I, well yeah. i did he got my mind here. i'm like if he's six i'm like mm. i think at five <laughs> we need yeah. the money you know? I, yeah i think at five five i might start considering it that, that'd be like that'd be kind of like my range there well actually you can't though because everyone presumably will be just holland slinky watkins right with well, maybe tony instead of well we'll we'll see on, we'll see on holland right i mean i i don't really know it's it's still it's well starting 22 i oh, yeah, i'm starting 22, well sure. i mean spoiler i don't think i'm bringing in holland this week i, I am it seems like not like I am starting to lean that way as well. Um, mostly because it's hard. We just don't know. Right. And like, you know, and I don't want to like get, I, I feel like we can easily spend like a 30 minutes talking about Helena here and then we'll have something more concrete in four days. So I want to be a little, a little, I don't want to get too in, in depth on it. Like hopefully we do get some news, but it's just hard for to imagine. He hasn't, so he hasn't played a match in what, like almost a full month at this point. So, and then they play away to Newcastle and even Newcastle's poor run of form. They are a strong team at home. Does he immediately start and play 90 minutes? Like it seems a little hard to believe. I, I feel it? like Pep is definitely the king of like, um, load management I don't yeah, know, like it doesn't yeah. make sense yeah kdb just came off the bench right um so mm-hmm. although i actually interestingly doku did start and he had been gone for about a month so uh but yeah i, I think it's unlikely i mean the, the way it was described recently is that he has uh it's you know it's it's this it, it's just pain it's pain on his on his ankle uh remember it's like ankle foot something like that uh and he said just because he's such a gigantic guy this is really the problem he said if it was somebody you know, with somebody like Phil Foden, uh, you know, so he's a much lighter frame, it wouldn't be so much of a problem. But for Holland, it's just like incredibly painful. So that that is like the kind of worry there. It's just that it's a kind of chronic problem for him, right? It's just something that's going to take him a long time to resolve, which 
fantasy wise is going to create a huge dilemma for us <laughs> if we're sort of debating also like at 14 million is a t- pretty tough spot right to like be sort of like debating what you're going to do so um i don't know i i think it's i i think it's going to be sort of interesting to see what happens there i think i'm kind of i'm kind of in the same boat as you though i'm leaning towards not bringing him in uh, especially because bringing him in would require me to take a minus four right so if i just sort of roll without a minus four that seems like possibly the smarter move there yeah same well we'll talk about more like details but yeah it yep. seems like a minus four to properly distribute the funds too so that yeah that's like sort of the extra piece that yeah yeah i'm not really feeling yeah and and that just means i most likely don't i don't you know i'll i will get him in 22 so you know if i were to make two transfers this week and i, I almost certainly will because uh, i have three players who've left for afcon and asian cup um what i would likely do is just make two transfers that leave seven million roughly, you know, in my bank in order to, um, in order to fund a Holland move without a hit in 22. Yeah, that's right. I think we'll, we should definitely go through the midfield options, but I, I, frankly, there's no one really above seven. Speaking of 7 million, like there's no expensive midfield options, even that are that tantalizing. So it shouldn't be that hard to do, but yeah, I mean, it depends if you have Bowen or not. And this brings us to, this brings us to Bowen. He uh, limps off. Uh, or actually, kind of, I don't did he even limp. I mean, he went down with an injury uh, right at the end of the match. I think they were playing Bristol City, um, mm-hmm. and um, so we—it's a classic seventy-five percent flag kind of injury, right? Where we have absolutely no idea if he'll be okay. But because game week twenty-one is this kind of everybody gets a week rest game week for anyone who hasn't been who kind of checked out an FPL over the holidays uh, game week 21 begins on Friday, January 12th plays through that weekend, right? So half of the weekend is, is um, the first half of the game week 21 matches. And then the following weekend is the second half of, of FA cup or, or excuse me, of game week 21 matches. So it's a really stretched out two week game week um, and West Ham don't play until Sunday, January 24th. So literally two weeks from today. So, there's a very good chance that Jared Bowen is completely fine in two weeks' time. However, if you don't have him in your squad yet, it is it makes things a little bit trickier, right? Whether whether you, I mean, maybe if your bench depth is 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 decent, then then it's it's less of an issue. But you know, if you don't have great bench depth, then um, it makes it maybe makes him a little less appealing um, as a transfer option. But again, hopefully later on this week we get a little more information there. Uh, let's see what else, what else has happened this week? Um, uh, Arsenal lost again, uh, in a proper tailspin at this point, I think. Um, when I, when I said this on Twitter, people got a little annoyed with me, but I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's not a great run, right? They don't look good. It's hard. Like it feels like it feels like they need a forward, right? I mean, like, I don't know if the Ivan Tony thing is still, it feels like that has been kind of. I think that was uh, yeah pretty squashed at this yeah, point. Yeah, squashed. Or at this at point. least that's the lip service. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I don't know. It feels like it's, it could be a tough spot. And Gabriel Jesus uh, now has this injury. Um, Arteta said it was recurrence of this knee injury that's been bothering him for a while. So, um, I think it's 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 a tricky time for Arsenal. And um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here, but just because we're already talking about it, if you didn't have Saka. Would he still be kind of at the top of your transfer list for for midfielders? Man, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, 
Arsenal play Palace at home uh, on Sunday, January 20th. So 13 days from today. That stuff, like, soccer feels to me like I'm in NFL fantasy brain now because we were talking about NFL before we started. But he's like the he's like the volume running back. We're like, well, he's going to get like 20 touches. But it's just like the vibes are off. The coaches, you know, not not really doing well. And you're just it's just a pure numbers game because he's going to get in the positions and get the touches there's still, you know, a lot of talent in that team, but man, like, yeah, it doesn't feel good. No, <laughs> like bringing them no. in. But. No, and in my case, that would that it would lead to me being doubled up as well because I made one of those, um, one of those classic money saving moves where I got a player I didn't really want just because it made <laughs> made sense. So I, I have Odegaard now in my squad. Uh, so now then I'd be kind of doubling up on Saka and Odegaard, which feels a little excessive. Yeah, I don't love that. Don't love that either. I was checking out yeah. Odegaard when I was like looking at midfield options, I was like, who's, who can I splurge a little and be like a fun punt? And it's just like, Ooh, that punt is getting less fun. By it's, it's, by yeah, the game, but, it's getting yeah. less fun. Um, I will admit, you know, there's a, a part of me that's, that isn't, you know, a, kind of freaked out enough about Saka's ownership. Right. And the fact that it's only going to keep climbing uh, over the next handful of days to, to still consider him um, just as a kind of defensive maneuver. I mean, my team has enough kind of, off the wall players as it is, it doesn't really bother me too much to be kind of um, to be a little temple there. I mean, I, I don't, I think it's I, even, even not having like, like a super great season. I don't mind playing a little bit of defense, right? I think you, I think you have, you have to, no matter where you are kind of rank wise. Um, so, and I also think he might be, I mean, if Bowen goes down, you could certainly make an argument that Saka is the best captain for game week 21 as well. Yeah, I think he's still a priority play, and he he ticks along. It's similar to Bowen; he just ticks along yep. and just yeah. And I think there's gonna be a lot of low scoring yeah. teams, you know, game weeks yeah. this coming week. Yeah. So if to get a six or eight is yeah. probably gonna help you a lot too. So yeah. All right. I think he's still probably a priority to be honest. Even though I know, yeah, it's it's like it's not fun. no, it's it's not fun. But sometimes those transfers that are not fun uh, end up being the ones that kind of save your season or your game week. Right? You're like, ah, oh, that's so boring. I don't want to do this, and then it ends up being great. And you kind of yeah, don't yeah. Yeah, I'm the king of, as you know, Josh, I'm the king of not galaxy braining on <laughs> with FBI. No, you know? well, so and, and you seems obvious. It, it's probably obvious. No, for and reason, it's, it you know? typically works, right? And, and you know, I, I think the 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 trick is to throw a few, like a few, uh, like the these are for me, like a few a few of Dave's guys. You know, you got to throw into the mix from time mm-hmm. to time. Um, all right, so one more piece of news uh, is just that uh, Doku and KDB are both back. Um, Doku started, KDB came off the bench. Uh, still, no Holland didn't even make the the eighteen. Um, and so, yeah, I think we'll we'll you know we'll see about Holland. I think that uh, if he's confirmed back on the pitch, lock you know a lock to start this weekend. I don't know how we would know that, but let's let's say we do find that out. Um, then certainly Holland would be. Um, at the top of my transfer list, but I just, the moment it feels like, um, you know, you know, we're not going to get anything concrete going into this weekend. No. And with, with, without Sun and Sala, you can make KDB work pretty easily. Yeah. Um, it's a fun punt. He's probably, he's not going to, I don't know how many, if he's even going to play this game week, but starting maybe next game week, 22, um, I'll say Mikel has him at 62 minutes and even at only 60 minutes, he's a good value. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, he could be a fun couple week punt there. I know. Um, I wish if you I wish he was a cash. little cheaper, right? He's at, he's at 10.2. Um, I guess that's not that much more than Saka, though, right? Um, you know, no, I mean, but once lens. you get rid of Sol- yeah. Yeah, Sol yeah. and Sun, you just have all the money. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's 1.2 1. million more than Saka. 
Um, all right. Well, let's uh, take a quick, well, actually, first of all, I want to just do a quick shout out uh, to Patreon and everyone who supports the podcast on Patreon. A uh, lot of fun things going on right there, uh, right on there right now, Brandon. Wow. I just called you Brandon. Dave, I'm actually surprised it took me this long to call you Brandon. It's uh, I feel I've, I'm honored. Yeah. And, yeah. But, yeah. Jump right into it. Yeah. But definitely be on the discord. We had um, speak last last uh, last shout out for NFL. <laughs> Maybe this. <laughs> yeah. Pod, but uh, we had a good NFL channel. It's been really fun meeting a lot of people and and being in leagues this year. So yeah, um, if you're not on the discord, there's a lot of good community out there. I know. I, I think that's I was actually thinking about that recently and how like when we do these little promotional things like, oh, come join us on Patreon and join the Discord community or whatever. And it always sounds kind of vague and sounds like we're, um, you know, like we're like we're really trying to pitch you on something that like you wouldn't really want to be a part of. But yeah, there's a fantasy NFL group that I'm I'm part of, too. That's been a lot of fun. Um, there's the uh, beat the average, not not your average cheater league, which started up its second version a couple of weeks ago. And the goal there is just to beat the average score in FPL every week, a seemingly easy concept that has been incredibly hard. <laughs> so if you have a group of friends, by the way, and you are kind of stalled out right now and what you want to do, set, set up your own beat the average cheater league because it is super fun you'll be shocked how quickly like half of your league will get knocked out of this thing um and uh, that that's been a blast and so that that's been a lot of chatter we're getting down to the wire a little bit on the um last cheater standing league which is the uh knockout league the lowest two scores sometimes three scores get knocked out every week um and of course there's just regular fpl chatter there's a film chat place things like that so anyway i don't i like the yeah. that's the two channels i'm so on to be completely honest like the main FPL channel like it's all overwhelming for me sometimes yeah. but yeah I, like I like lurking the NFL and the films it's like hey if someone's like really into FPL they're probably smart and have some good film suggestions so yeah. I, I do like that and also shout out to the the global team pursuit league yes where Boston has been crushing it this year so yeah happy to be a part of that yeah, global team pursuit we also well there and more okay i won't i won't belabor this any further but go to patreon.com slash always cheating to support the podcast say thank you uh it's a tough podcast ad market right now okay i don't say that uh you know we love we love blue wire we love our network and they're doing their best but it's just in general it's a it's a tough market so if you want to support the cheaters you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating to uh to say thank you and uh and we also do an extra podcast each week uh it's been a, a little more chaotic recently because uh, as many of you know brandon uh regular co-host Brandon is uh, moving to Canada and he is literally, uh, he was able to go to the border, I think on Friday and do it. And I, I, you know, I'm sure they just drove up in their car, but I still had this image of them like huddled at the border, you know, like, like the two of them and like these, like uh, these giant coats, like wind whipping all around them, you know, well, plus that they had the cat carrier. Yeah, so the they had like an extra life that to take exactly. care of. It but seems so I've, sad. There's yeah. the mental image is so lonely, but uh, I think yeah. it was all, it was all fine. So they're, they're, they're finalizing that move. Um, Brandon will be back. Um, all, fingers crossed uh, a week from today. Uh, and uh, just a quick thank you to our newest Patreon supporter, Rune Sandberg. So uh, thank you to Rune. And uh, once again, patreon.com slash always jeans where you can go. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll get back. And we're going to talk about game week 21. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Dave, we're back. Game Week 21 once again kicks off this Friday with Burnley hosting Luton. And uh, opening question is, uh, does the stretched game week affect your decision-making at all? This question from Brian, he says, how much should we worry about the length of the game week, uh, such as little niggly training lock, training knocks, excuse me, uh, that we can't react to? So does it affect your strategy at all to have these game weeks, to have this game week stretched out over two weekends? Well, thank goodness FPL doesn't have any late swapping. So once you set your team for the week, <laughs> there's true. nothing you can do. So yeah. think nothing we can do. But I will say, so I guess the implication is we'll have less information on some of these later games. Yeah. So there is more risk. So I'm looking at a very thin bench. Mm-hmm. So I'm much. I'm very much thinking at least have one person on the bench yep. would be a nice to have, which is almost always the case anyways, yep. but especially if you're not... Especially with a week where you get less information, I think caution is good. Yeah, I know. My bench uh, looks kind of, looks very shaky, to be honest, now that I look at it. Uh, do I, my first bench would be, uh, ooh, Anthony Robinson away to Chelsea or Jamal Asal's home to Man City. Uh, those are exciting. Oh, I've Lascelles too. I, I didn't even think he, do you, is he, is he going to be playing or? <laughs> I mean, I he, he might he might get some minutes. I mean, he he came off the bench uh, in the Liverpool match uh, in game week twenty. Actually, a one pointer for City for against City might actually be the optimal uh, yeah. <laughs> case. Yeah, if, does that count as bench depth? I don't know. I guess I would probably start Anthony Robinson away to Chelsea, right? Like you you could maybe see an attacking return, or I don't know, maybe in a clean sheet. Like Chelsea are just so mercurial, right? It's hard to it's hard to say. I think the one. The one thing it maybe changes for me is, and this is just my kind of, um, I guess it's my little version of make fantasy fun again, which is um, I do enjoy captaining a player who plays later in the week. Um, it is uh, not an especially strategic mode of playing, but it makes fantasy more fun for me. Uh, I would never do it if I had like a overwhelming desire to captain somebody. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna override my own kind of logic here, but if I'm sort of, really on the fence between four options, let's say, uh, or just make it even simpler. Let's say I have two, two players that I both really like, and um, they're both heavily tied in the stats. Uh, bookies odds have them heavily, you know, they're both seem like they're odds on favorites or close to it, um, you know, close to even money maybe to score. Um, I will I will captain the player who plays later in the week um, just because it's like a hope springs eternal, I guess, is sort of the my, my thinking there. So with a two-week game week, it makes me very disinclined to captain a player who plays the first weekend because let's say I went with, you know, Cole Palmer and if Cole Palmer blanks uh, Saturday at 7:30 AM Eastern time, and then I have to go, I guess that would be nine more days 
like just sweating out everybody else's captain. Uh, that seems incredibly unfun to me. <laughs> and I'm sort of willing yeah. to maybe like cash in a little bit of value or maybe, you know, the EV is sort of the phrase of the, the day today. But like I'm willing to cash in a little EV for like just enjoying fantasy a little bit more. And and we're basically flipping coins anyways. Right. And like right. it is, like you said, it is kind of silly and obviously sort of more superstition if you will but actually it's it's but it is but there is logic to it because like you said if it is if you if you know yourself and you know it's going to take you out of the game yeah and you're protecting that part part of your gameplay you know that's actually a like a a smart play in some ways if if it like you said as long as obviously you're going through a logical process for elimination (laughs) and you're flipping coins at the end yeah but um i think i like palmer I mean, also, it's it's my emotional hedge for benching him, but maybe speaking right. it. Yeah. But oh, the the I don't the revenge captaincy. The like, uh, I want to yeah, prove. Yeah. I want to prove how wrong I was. I'm going to captain you. This oh, week. you think you're good? You <laughs> yeah, think you're exactly. <laughs> earn this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, Sokka just does not have upside, and that's not that to me is not fun. Yeah. Um, and then Bowen obviously is a question mark ish yeah. now. I think, you know, I'm mean, obviously he's a hold at the very least, but yeah. um, I think I'd like the other, so, uh, you know, more out of the box options being TAA. Right. Um, I think that's a problem. I mean, I'm obviously no one likes capping defender too much, but even I looked at the clean sheet odds um, and it was only plus 200 money lines. So that's only like 30 something percent right, odds, right. which isn't really good. Right. Clean sheet. Odd. No, <laughs> you know, shocking usually given, if you come to defender, you yeah. want like 50% close totally. to. Yeah. So that's not great either. Um, so I don't like the TAA play, uh, Tony. I mean, that's just, you know, having fun. Yeah. So, so no, I, I mean, what are you thinking then? Well, I'm kind of thinking TAA, honestly. And I guess... Mm. That's where, you know, uh, the Bowen situation, if, if Bowen looks like he's going to be okay, I think I still like Bowen um, for that, for the Sheffield, you know, playing Sheffield United. Um, that, that also is one of the last matches of 21 satisfies that scratches that itch uh, a little bit. But I, I think Trent, if you see, if you just view him as a, as a kind of, um, just for his attacking potential, right. Corners, free kicks, uh, possibly, being asked to do a little more in Trent's absence, right? Um, all of those things. I think the kind of, you know, if we think of the odds of a clean sheet at like roughly 30%, uh, what are the odds of an attacking return for Trent, right? I think it's probably, I think it might be higher than 30%. I think it might be in the kind of 30 to no. thirty to 40% no. range. You don't think so? I don't know. He's had yeah. one assist in the past one, two, three, four, five weeks. Is that, is that right? I, I feel like he's done some mm-hmm. things outside of the, like he, he kind of created the own goal. Well, you know, I'm obviously, yeah. obviously the cutoff for that is right before his two mega hauls. So <laughs> right, right, <exactly. laughs> statistics will tell you anything you want, right. but, he's also um, looked, but that yeah, is a fact. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> but he's also looked really good, right? He picked up three bonus points in a match where he had a yellow card a couple of weeks ago. I know that I know this as someone who just brought him in a couple of weeks ago, but you know, and also yeah. actually, and I'm looking to, um, his exorcist is like 0. 0.2, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.4. And he blanked all those weeks. Yeah. So if you, and with an XG of 0. 0.5, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.4. So yeah, definitely some, some, uh, negative variance there. Yeah. But yeah. So an eight, eight pointer Burnley match where he didn't actually, you know, technically get a return. So, okay. And here's a question. I don't really know. I don't actually have an answer to this, but you know, how correlated do we think if at all, 
do we think that clean sheets and attack and returns are? I mean, I, I, to, a, to an extent, they probably are, right? Because if you are keeping a clean sheet, it probably means that you are having a fairly dominant now granted you might have like a like the occasional shootout but like in general if you have a clean sheet you're going to be kind of dominating you're going to be on the ball a lot that probably makes it more likely that trent has some kind of attack return you know in him but you know i think that i do think that if you if you if you say the floor for a clean sheet in that bournemouth match is 30 percent um or i don't know i mean the floor but the kind of like average like typically like three out of ten times you're going to get a clean sheet from trent um and then you kind of are able to tack on at least some attacking returns when they don't get a clean sheet. Then you're looking at a return percentage of maybe 40 plus percent. Um, does that make him a viable option? I don't know. I mean, um, obviously he has, he might have the highest ceiling though, right? Because if he can get an attacking return and he can get a clean sheet, then obviously you're, you're in that kind of 18 pointer range. And he might have one of the highest ceilings of any player that we could consider for game week. 21 again and this is assuming that holland is out um what about someone like watkins away to everton is that something you know i haven't really heard heard anybody talk about him um at all or um what about like another liverpool midfielder like taking a total flyer on someone like diaz or jota is that is that something it feels a little too risky for me um but you know those are those are options yeah i mean yeah jota that's just yeah, you're just much. playing yeah. with fire. Yeah, you're yeah. playing with fire there. I mean, yeah. that's that's a very that's like a real make fantasy fun. That's <laughs> your that's your first anytime first yeah. touchdown. Let's uh, make it fantasy, make it fantasy <laughs> too fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, I'm going back to Mikel's table here. Uh, credit where credits due. His he has predicted minutes is 50 for Jota. So I don't know what that's you know that's rough for a captain option. You don't love to see that for a captain option. No, but true. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean he could score as well. This is a pretty flat. I mean, uh, we're talking. You know, it's a pretty flat captain discussion. I, yeah. I don't think you can go too wrong, really. No, um, of any of those right. choices we mentioned. And if and if Bournemouth are seventy percent to score in this match, then uh, should Dominic Solanke be part of our conversation? I mean, at least he's home for yeah. this match. I mean, there's very few home options for for game it's, it's kind of surprising actually i mean of, of all of the squads that play at home arsenal are the only one unless, unless you're going full-on ivan tony punt which you know good on you if you are that does seem like kind of a fun a fun thing to do it's not something i plan to do necessarily um uh, but I, I do think that it's, it's unless there's like barring there was like a massive injury like if ellie watkins just something was out for four months right and we found out tomorrow then ivan tony would be very much on my radar but as is it's it's he's not um yeah but of all the squads that play at home um that you know the, the 10 matches arsenal at palace and that might be it i mean newcastle are at home but they they host man city so obviously that makes all of their assets pretty unappealing uh chelsea fulham as the other one and that's so yeah i mean okay so it, like you know to, to sort of flip things around a little bit if if the last match of game week 21 was Chelsea Fulham, would I be kind of like, I'm going Cole Palmer, done and dusted, sort of wash my hands of it and, and be done? Um, there's a decent chance that I would be. I think that's where I'm going to land. But I, your dis- our discussion of TAA, he does have a good floor and good ceiling. I, w- I will say it's, it's, it's a... Well, obviously would not fault anyone for doing that pick. It might be, yeah, um, it might be the yeah. week for it. I mean, is there... You know, is there any edge? I, I don't know if there is or not. I can't decide. Like, it's not like you're, you're not really in like a game theory 
scenario right now with game week 21, right? Because there's no, it's not like everyone is moving in one direction and you're going to be kind of, like, I'm not even sure what the pick would be. Like, what is the template captain going to be for game week 21? It's, yeah, that's yeah, a good point. You know? Yeah, it's like strategically, yeah, game yeah. theory wise, it's like, yeah, if it is more like dispersed, then you should pick a, maybe a safer option yeah. because then a lot of people will blank. Yeah. But I don't even know if that's true. Maybe there's just a lot of people get one return. Yeah. Um, we don't Does know. Does that mean but, we all default to I mean, Sokka then? Yeah. <laughs> right i know right i, mean, I yeah. know it's like by the end of the week all you know all the analytics fc is like oh we all captain yeah, soccer get our six points yeah. uh eo by the end of the week i think it's yeah possible. i don't i mean sure i mean well i think strategically i mean there always is an edge to going off the map if sure. if they return so yes there is a strategic edge but um yeah i i I think I, I think I what would, you sort of said gut. a minute ago was sort of interesting, though, right? I mean, if everyone is going all over the place and people are taking wild risks, it is the is the highest is the player with the highest floor the the, the best option for for game week twenty one. I think that is an interesting way to think about it. In which case, mm-hmm. yes, it may very well be Saka because it's it just seems likely that he's yeah. going to get something out of that match, right? It's um. And it, I think it's just because they've looked so poor um, the last uh, couple of weeks. It's just hard to get excited about them. But you know, the, I, I you got know. a late, I got a late game day, late, late option for you. How about a, how about a possible transfer in yeah. Pascal Gross? Ooh, I like that. So Brighton, th- Spike, that's a floor. That is a floor th- that's play. a high floor play. Uh, everybody is gone for Brighton. He might, they might actually field nine players, which would be, which would be great. I love the idea. Mm. Uh, Brighton that's, just, that's more touches. <laughs> that's yeah, that's more more touches. touches. <laughs> yeah. Think about how many completed passes he can have, you know, it's a, yeah, you might, you might get, you might get three bonus on, on that alone. Um, yeah. I think that, I think he's an interesting option. I'm not sure why I've been kind of, um, he, Pascal Gross has just been off my radar all season. And, but I, I think I maybe have a little, I, you know, cause I feel like I had this with Sally March last year too, where Sally March, it's like January, February, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say March cause it sounds like I'm making some kind of pun, but like, you know, it, it took me quite a long time to get where I was like, okay with March. Right. Like as like, and like seeing him as like a real option because, um, I just said the sort of, well, say with Matoma. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah. so with the brain guys, it's just, yeah, it's just whiplash yeah. trying to like convince ourselves of who the pick yeah, is. Do so. you remember actually yeah. we were in, um, our, our group of friends, we were in, um, New Orleans last year. And that was the, that was the match where I think Brighton scored like nine goals in the match. We were it was like Sally March at a brace. Yeah. It was like an absolute like destruction. Um, and I feel like that was the time when I was like, Oh, okay, actually this like deserving thing is really, it's really working. It feels like maybe it's starting to, to work again. I don't know. I mean, they, uh, four points in the last six. I mean, that's encouraging. I have seven from nine, I suppose. Yeah. But, but you know, but, Honestly, keeping that clean sheet in 20 was, was encouraging to me. I was like, okay, they, maybe they can actually, like, maybe they have figured out how to kind of solve a little bit of the chaos. Um, and yeah, I mean, so Gross is on three goals and six assists in the season. I uh, actually finished with nine and eight last year, which is a little higher than I realized. You know, he had 17 total attacking returns last year in FPL. It's a little higher than I That's expected. what I'm saying. He ticks a lot. He's, yeah. he's a floor play. Yeah. And they have a great run of fixtures too. I mean, that would be the, the appeal of someone like Gross's. You bring them in and just looking ahead to the fixtures, you could you could honestly go until like mid-March without really having to worry about him, right? It's just a really solid run of fixtures, a lot of home matches. Um, 
some of the maybe competitors for points in that team um, are are gone at Asian Cup and AFCON right now. So um, that possibly opens up even more room for him. Um, so yeah, okay. I like the I like the gross pick. I honestly maybe like that just more as an actual transfer than I do as a captain option. But um, I'm glad. That, Agreed. Yeah, but Agreed. I'm glad you brought that Agreed. up just as a, just a, another idea for for transfers. Um, so yeah, I mean, speaking of um, midfields. Uh, or you know, midfield moves. I am in a position still where I have three players in my squad who are red flagged. Um, I've taken all the price changes on the chin because I just don't want to do anything uh, until we have more information. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I had a I had a, I had an existential crisis when. I actually have a question for you. Do you have the uh, the alerts on your phone for all the price changes still? No, I. But I. Do you have the push alerts? No, I don't. I I, I just follow the FPL status account, and I guess I know when when that updates, and so that's usually when I. Okay, yeah, so I I get the push alerts, yeah. which is probably bad. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> mentally, but yeah. I was starting to get them. Oh, like yeah, after the game week and like a couple of days after, I'm just like wait a sec, should yeah. I be making transfers now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally I, I panicked. Yeah. I started like, cons- I was just like look at all the sites. I was like, what, 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 what should I be? Yeah. Is there an obvious pick? And then I looked and I was like, I don't even know who I'd be bringing yes. in. So I was like, you know what? Step away from the keyboard, yeah. take a breath. Yeah. Well, and, and Bowen I, and Bowen was the obvious pick. And yet here we are. Bowen might be injured. Right. I mean, we don't know. It's, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's just too hard to say right now. Cause they don't, again, they don't play for two weeks, but, um, but they might. Right. I mean, like it's, that, that's why you, you wait. Right. Because it's like, there's still matches to be mm-hmm. played. There's a whole weekend of matches to be played um, and, and anything can happen. So um, I, you know, personally, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think Mark Southerns has talked before about the, uh, early on in the in the season, that's when you really want to think about team value and, may, and maybe be a little more aggressive with hits and maybe worry about it less. I mean, obviously, just honestly, as people get like as the engagement level drops, I think it's also less of a concern, right? Like you, you just don't get those like 0.3 in a week type rises. No, the know? team value yeah. thing is they sort of nerfed it, and I'm not mad about no. it. Like I never. And well, first of all, like all right. Now I'm going to get in the soapbox, yeah, but yeah. the price changes should all be when the game updates. It shouldn't be this like every day, like middle, like random Tuesday. When, <laughs> like, yeah. what is the point? Like, who cares? Mm. Like, it should just be the at, at when when the game updates, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. But they basically nerfed it to a point where I don't even think it's it's hardly a factor. Like yeah. it is like when we wildcard in X number of weeks and you might be you might be point one off like the perfect team or whatever. Yeah. But even then, like. Yeah. I doubt it's even going to be that much of a factor. That's true. I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't feel like I've been, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the greatest judge because I'm not having a great season, but I, I don't feel like I've been um, stuck too often. I mean, I guess I did bring in um, Odegaard over Saka a couple of weeks ago, and that was maybe the, the first time that it really affected me. But that was also that was also a game week where I brought in Trent, right? And so... Uh, you know, I mean, so you're always going to be a little when you when you go for you made your bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like I'm an eight, <laughs> yeah. I'm an eight point four million defender, right? I'm sort of uh, I've made a I've made a big a big move there. Um, so yeah, I think, but just you know, with with all those midfielders out, um, I I think that the Pascal Gross idea is it makes a lot of sense. I think Saka we've talked about already. There's just some arguments for him, just because honestly, even though he has been disappointing, you kind of have to look at his kind of his full career. You have to look at how important um, Arteta finds him to be right. You've got to look at um, X minutes. I mean, sort of tied that in X minutes is, is specifically tied in with how Arteta views him, right. Which is Arteta sees him as his kind of keystone player or whatever. Right. It's like he, 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 you know, he needs to be on the pitch to make everything sort of click for Arsenal. And uh, so, 
you know, so I think from from that lens, it's just like he's going to play in this match. He's probably going to play something close to the full 90 unless, you know, unless they're just like absolutely dominant. Uh, and then he might get taken off early. But if they're dominant and he's taken off early, that probably means he had some kind of attacking return. So, you know, it feels like usually or, or it's or it's the reverse. Right. And they're getting uh, I don't know. But even then, like, I mean, I, I think when they that West Ham match, like which were they he really offered nothing. I felt like even even then, you know, he stayed on the pitch the whole time. So, um, yes, I, 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 I like. I mean, again, we're not like breaking any serious ground here, but if Bowen is healthy, I like him. If Saka's healthy, I like him. Uh, I think the Pascal Gross makes a lot of sense. Um, who are, I mean, you know, Man United, I'm not really interested in any of these kind of new. Yeah, new, then new we get the, the sort of the yeah. B tier, mm-hmm. sort of like, yeah, and Daniel Brubaker, I'm in your same boat. I have Bowen, Saka, Palmer. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm looking, yeah, then after, you know, you have Eze, right. who has... They have a bad fixture this week, right? They're thanks city. Or? The, no, they're, they're in the Arsenal, the Arsenal match. Oh, the, yeah. the Arsenal. Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be a tougher yeah. one. And Elise's hurt. Yep. So yep. presumably that's him. not good. Yep. And then, yeah, then you got your, like you said, the punty options, like your Foden's, your yep. Rashford's, yeah. your Richarlison's. Yeah. Um, and even I Foden's less fun uh, because, uh, because, because that Newcastle match, I just, I mean, sure, like Man City in any given match can can score four or five goals, but in general, I don't see that as being a match where Man City are, are going to score more than two goals, most likely, right? Especially the way they've been kind of playing this season. Um, uh, yes, and it's a more kind of controlled possession style. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, what about uh, Richarlison? I mean, is he is he somebody that you've considered? I mean, again, as a Spurs fan, like, how do you? How do you see Richarlison fitting with with Sungong? I I I mean they're just going to run around mm-hmm. and do stuff uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah. he I mean I think I mean Richarlison ex- he's exceeded my expectations. He has twice as many goals as Gabriel Jesus this year. So yeah. you know credit to him. Yeah. Uh, he's, so he's not certainly not a bad pick. He's a solid pick. But it's similar to like our when we were talking about like Saka captain. It's like I assumed. Before looking at any numbers and starting doing research, like, oh, we're all just going to transfer into Charleston, huh? That's what we're all doing? Because yep. it's yep. like, <laughs> I'm like, I guess. Like, it's it's fine. It doesn't give me a lot of confidence, but it's certainly solid. And he definitely could nick a goal or, you know. So I don't hate it, but I don't, I'm not like, it's not on my short list. I'll say that. I don't think. I mean, I would say he's on my short list. Like, I think there is a kind of... um Maybe I find his ceiling to be a little higher than like a Pascal Gross type, right? And so um, I, the real question for me is whether I have the stones to go or Charleston over someone like Saka. And uh, that I'm Ooh. I'm a little less sure about. I would almost rather get Saka and then move Odegaard to Richarlison in a future game week. Like that feels like maybe the better move there. Um, I just feel like in general, there's just some part of me that ultimately – isn't quite willing to go totally off the map when I've got a really clear and logical transfer in front of me. Right. Like it's just, it's just very hard for me to like ever to like really ever properly throw caution to the wind. Maybe I'll do it like in a game week 38 or something like that, but just like this, this early on in the season when there's still a lot to play for, I still have three chips. Um, I, I just don't really want to be in a position where there's some super high ownership player out there that I don't have in my squad already. Right. That I can just get with. two. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're making me you're making me a little concerned. I'm, I was going to quickly look up what the um, <clears throat> odds that Spurs get two or more goals in this match. 
Um, cause that could certainly happen. Yeah. Um, and that could sway my decision. It's, it's, I mean, obviously Angel, Angel's going to go for it. I mean, <laughs> not, uh, so yeah, I'm, I don't know, you're talking me into it. Uh, I, I just, I just, I don't know. Maybe I just have like Richarlison, you know. Oh, I mean, like, you, know, you and you and you just, and Brandon both. I mean, Brandon would never, <laughs> he would never, uh, yeah, you know, um, subscribe to a Richarlison transfer. But I, I, he does. It doesn't feel urgent. I'll say that much. Uh, I do not see him as a as a game week twenty one priority. I mean, the problem is if you don't get him right away. I mean, it's not like Sun, you know, has. Uh, been transferred out of Spurs, right? I mean, it's, and so bringing in someone like Richarlison kind of only makes sense in a short window anyway, right? I don't, I don't sort of want him for more than a several right. weeks. So if I, if I kind of, it's like, if I don't do it right away, what am I, am I actually going to do it or not? I mean, I guess Spurs, um, let's see, after the Man United match, they play, uh, I think it's Brentford at home. Um, yep. and then, and then, and then a revenge Everton away revenge match, yeah, revenge match. So, Oh, I hadn't even thought that about be, that. Yeah. 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 Sometimes those, a, a no celebration brace. Yeah. I could see is that. that yeah. Or, or he'll like get in his head and, and like, and, and have a terrible match. Right. I mean, I, I, I wait, we're Charleston getting his head. I know. Yeah, wait, exactly. I, that's what I, that's, we gotta, yeah. gotta back yeah. that up. I, don't right. know. <laughs> I feel like, I, like I'm talking you into Charleston. You're talking me out of him. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where I come down on him. I feel that feels like a very, it feels like a fun, I think fun I'd, move, but very speculative. I, I think it's, I think, I'm, you know, I'm like the world's number one, like Foden, I uh, love, love, love to back some Foden, mm-hmm. but I would, I would rather have Charleston yeah. than Foden. I think. Ooh, so, that's an interesting maybe he is one. on my short list. That's an interesting one. I think, he, yeah. I think he's on my short list. You're right. Foden probably deserves a little more love, doesn't he? I mean, given how well he's been playing recently, he scored again today mm-hmm. or this weekend. Did they play today or yesterday? I can't remember now. But uh, scored, you know, Foden scored again. Uh, he is probably in the form of his career. Um, he's very affordable. Uh, ownership is creeping up there a little bit as well. Not like must own him to cover other managers level, but it's getting. It's I think he's in like the he was around twenty percent last week. Um, at least like top ten k eo, and I wouldn't be surprised if he climbed up into like thirty percent by twenty one. So, um, you know, if you're the kind of manager, that I'll, I will say the underlying in. the underlying numbers are not anything to write home about. Yeah, with Foden. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was a little bit running hot against yeah. and does, Sheffield. And does KDB's return? I mean, people have talked about how that's going to hurt Alvarez, but that could hurt Foden as well, right? I mean, does Foden have as much as like as much freedom as he's had um, in the KDB in in Arteta's excuse me, not Arteta in Pep system um, when KDB is kind of back and pulling the strings? I'm not sure. Like it could it could. Although I, I also am not convinced that KDB is like starting every week levels of you know I, no you know, no no yeah. but i but i do have an image of kdb just hitting through balls and diagonals to photo yeah. on the wing so i don't know i know <laughs> well, this is, I, I, part of me is like i i wouldn't mind seeing holland out for a little bit longer i mean as, as somebody who has alvarez on my squad cell i'd love to see what happens when you when you know when kdb and alvarez play together and you have alvarez as a lone forward i mean i, I feels like that would help Alvarez quite a lot. So, um, yeah, that, that'll yeah. make that, that Newcastle match be extremely interesting uh, this weekend. Um, all right, let's go to a few listener questions. Um, Cruden Gold said, uh, is it a dumb idea to just hold on to Salah and keep him on the bench? I feel like if I sell him, I'll, I'll, I will only be able to bring him back with a wild card, and I don't want to book that in too early. So what do you think about just holding one of these AFCON Asia Cup players? So this is an interesting one, and this is sort of what I did with 
Holland recently where I thought he might play, come back soon, play soon. Yeah. So I, I kept my powder dry for Holland more than other people spread the money around. Yeah. In the off chance that I get an extra week of Holland where most people don't, yeah. I, it was worth the risk. So I think it's a similar play here. There is a good chance that he is only missing two weeks, two game weeks. Not yeah. likely, but it's a solid chance. So sure. you could sort of gamble in a way and say, you know, bench two weeks and then have them back. Yeah. Save two transfers. Um, that could actually be a very um, cagey. I don't know if cagey is the right word, but it could be a very, um, it could work out. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gamble. Right. Like it's a, yeah, mm-hmm. because I mean, yeah, again, yeah, they are knockout tournaments. And even though Egypt are the favorites to win AFCON, it's not like they're, I, I know we're working a lot of gambling terminology into, um, into this podcast, but it's not, well, you get us in a room, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not, it's not like they're even money to win. Right. I mean, they're still not, they're the favorites, but mm. they're still, you know, plus like it's, they're still, at best, uh, 35%, 40% chance to, to win the tournament, right? So it's, um, and they have, and I, I'm not sure the last time they actually won it. I know they made the finals a, a couple of years ago. So, you know, I, I do think that it's, um, yeah, they could get knocked out. I just don't want to leave that much money in my bank and, and sort of like, I, I think in general, well, here's there's, the, there's a, yeah. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, if it's only in two weeks, then, then, then it's fine. But I, I don't think that's like the right way to, approach it. I think, I think you've got to assume that he's out the maximum amount of weeks and, um, and assume that you can get covered up. I just think in general, there's a kind of managerial approach, managerial approach sometimes in fantasy and FPL that is a little too conservative, right? A little too much. Like, I don't want to deal with this problem later. So I'm just going to not make a decision at all. You know, I'm just going to like, kind of like keep my powder dry. Right. In order to like, well, that's, know, that's yeah. what's interesting about this one is it's sort of being conservative and risky at the right. same time, right. because right. you're, ris- I will, I, I say, here's the counter argument though. Like if, so number one, he might be out only two weeks, right? Likely he's back in like literally a month from now, right. Feb six. I yeah, think. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. it's, it's preposterous almost not to sell him, yeah. but let's, but the argument for yeah. The argument for is you bench him for three weeks and let's say you have someone decent on the bench. So my argument basically is what are you doing with this $10 million? Right. Right. Like what, like other than like a KDB punt in like a week or you can't even count on that. Everyone's like seven or 8 million. Like you're not really missing out on like the world here. Like, yeah, Yeah. if you need, like I need a, I need players. I need, I need a, 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 12 players. Um, yeah. So that's part I'm, of it too. Think right? Yeah. Can you feel the answers for me? But yeah. 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 But maybe you have like a Supinon. Right. And like three other good Douglas defenders. Louise, and like, yeah, a couple. And like, like is, yeah, 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 is, are those guys going to th- get completely battered, outscored by Richarlison even? Right. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's the argument for, I, I think for the vast majority of people listening, it it's it doesn't make sense to hold. I also think he's. But, I, I I think he might be working from a false assumption too, which is that says I'll only be able to get him back with a wild card, right? And I oh I don't agree. Yeah, yeah that's I, you can get anyone back in three transfers. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, that's, yeah. And you talk about all this extra money. I mean, you don't have to like distribute that money evenly across your squad, right? You don't need to have you don't need to turn Salah into three eight million players across your midfield, right? Like you can sort of keep 
several million in your bank, right? And just sort of, um, yeah, I, I agree. Two, two or three transfers is all it's ever going to take. And we're, we're, we will have more clarity too, right? I mean, like, uh, you, you can also, you can go without anybody for a week or two. Like this, you know, if Holland is back um, as of this weekend, he's not, I don't think, going to be heavily captained. I think unless we get really concrete news, um, he's not even going to be that heavily transferred in. Right. So um, I think the, the same will apply to Salah in four weeks. Right. It's like Salah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what week he's back and we'll see who they play, you know, when he's fully back. But like, you know, you can probably get away with not having him for a week. Right. And and the same with Sun. I mean, um, you know, let's just see. Let's you know, let's, let's see what happens there. So um, I don't know. I, I just think in general, I I. I I, I like the idea of playing the week, the game week in front of you a little bit more like, you know, the game week in front of me, the, or maybe like, you know, one or two weeks ahead, not worrying so much about four or five weeks from now, because, um, I think that's yeah, right. There's also I think that's so right. many injuries that happen too, right. That, that kind of, um, open up cash or open up transfer possibilities. Um, all right. Two more questions. Uh, one comes from FPL physical therapist. This is a new one, a new, a new, new question asker. Um, he says, uh, or she, uh, says, uh, what to do with Darwin Nunez? Uh, it seems like we should still wait with Holland anyway, so maybe get another week of pain and go from there. So are you a, I can't remember, are you a Nunez owner, Dave? Never. Okay. Never. <laughs> Never. <Okay. laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that is just, that's atrocious. That's that's hard, hot garbage. Okay. But I think, I mean, given what else we're dealing with, I, I assume it's probably a roll yeah. this week and figure it out later. But yeah. Yeah, it's just like forget. I mean, yeah, maybe you double down and Captain Trent and hope you know you luck into a assist goal situation. But man, yeah, wow, just the sheer <laughs> I mean, what the, the sheer numbers. It's incredible that I I mean just anyone who takes that many shots eventually it's like sometimes the ball is going to go in right or you're going to it's going to get deflected and somebody's going to you're going to get an fpl assist right um you know even if it's not a proper assist right like the game will credit you for an assist so i think um yeah i think you've got to just hold him and i i don't really know i don't i don't feel like i have a, a great sense honestly of how it's going to work without sala um it's hard to even kind of compare it to the last time you went to afcon because you had sadio mane who at the time that Salah, well, I actually know Mane left at that time as well. So in in that case, it was it was kind of weird because you you didn't have all these kind of replacement options yet, right? You didn't have Gakpo, Nunez. Um, I guess it would have been just like Firmino and Jota. I, I'm not. I honestly can't really remember. But um, you know, so I think I, I'm really interested to see if I love Cody Gakpo. I love watching him play. I I just hope from like a kind of viewing standpoint um that he gets some minutes and in, in, in plays but i think um uh i don't know it's really hard to say i think uh, darwin i wouldn't be you know it's, I, okay here's the like here's where i come down i guess which is just that uh, i wouldn't bring him in and i wouldn't take him out like if i if i had him i'd keep him if i didn't have him i wouldn't bring him in that's sort of where i am with him. that's right yep agreed great all right last question here um and again, I'm going to agree with I'm going to disagree with the, with the last part of this person's question. Uh, David Fox says, who could you see being a big point scorer in the second half of the season who hasn't had much game time so far? And then he he adds excluding Tony. But I think we should I think we should include Tony. Let's include Tony in this. Car- I don't know if he's like he wants to punish Tony further, you know, for his uh, for his gambling discretions. I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> who? Who do we think could do something in the second half of the season? I mean, let's let's say it's either an injury or um, maybe they just haven't played well. I think that would be another interesting thing too. Like, who is 
you know, just like who are, you, you can almost look in the game and like, like who are the highly owned players, right? Like who are the most highly owned players in fantasy that just have not done anything so far? I, I think I got to go. I will defend um, my fellow David here. I think he means excluding Tony because Tony's the chalk obvious choice okay, answer sure. to this question. So he's more interested in, right. in, in deep cuts. I think I have I have one for you, okay, Josh. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. He, he's a bit of an older friend. Okay. He, you know, you, you know the name. Yeah. This team, you think, you know, they you know, they're most mostly were known for defense. But this year, their offense is a little better. Yeah. He's been injured since October. Okay. Uh, but he's. Made a cameo last week. Yeah, his ownership's one percent. Okay, let me see if I can guess. He um, has he has some explosiveness in it. It's Pedro Neto. Yes, I wondered if that's where you were going with that. I started to get. Mm-hmm. I was like, actually, I was trying to follow the uh, the offense, the attack being a little better was what finally made me think. I, I bet he's talking about Wolves here. Neto, that is an interesting one. I saw the the end of game week twenty, the the Wolves match, uh, because I wanted to. Uh, see if I could uh, sneak one bonus attacking return out of uh, out of Huang before he left for um, the Asian Cup. And Neto came on the pitch with about 25 minutes to go, and he had tunnel vision. I mean, it was like he it was like sea ball shoot ball, sea ball ignore four teammates. We four, love that in fantasy. Exactly, we love that love in fantasy. Exactly. It. No, selfishness is a is a wonderful quality in fantasy, and uh, I could absolutely see him slotting into. Uh, a wing spot with with Wang out and um, and and getting some minutes. I think that's a really good pick. I like that a lot. I mean, what has he done so far? He's got uh, one goal. Guys, he have eight assists on the season. That's incredible, considering how long he's been out for. He's only five six too. So he's five in the game. Five point six million. Uh, has missed half of the season and is still almost a double digit assist on the season. So, wow, I love that one. Okay, I think that's great. Um. I think Tony deserves a bit of talk, though, because we haven't really talked about Tony on the pod for the entire season, right? Because he has been out the entire year. I think the suspension, I don't know how Brentford Brent got this like kind of sweetheart deal, right? It's like he was spent for a long time. They're like, you know, you can actually start that at the end of this current season. It's like once they were like secure, it was like, yeah, I just want you to start that thing up in May or whatever. Um, but I mean, Ivan Tony is a, not only do I love to watch him play, one of my favorite players to, to watch, one of my favorite forwards to watch, uh, but he is uh, coming out into a nice run of fixtures for Brentford, uh, decent anyway, uh, had 20 goals last season. Right, a 20-goal scorer. He's available in the FPL game for 7.9 million. So not a great price, admittedly. Um, but but you can get to it, right? Um, and so I think that Ivan Tony can end up being the one of the top scorers in the second half of the season for sure. And I guess you're right. Maybe that's why he was excluded. But I, it's worth noting that, right? Like if, if a player suddenly, yeah. suddenly enters the fantasy game who could be one of the top scoring players in fantasy, uh that is something we have to like pay some attention to. And I, I think the, the worry is just that, um, or maybe my feeling, and I don't know if you just, if you agree with this is I just want to see him play a couple of matches first before. I feel well, this is going to say, yeah. I have good news for fellow conservative managers. Like my, <laughs> yeah. If you play yeah. like me and because this is, this will obviously be his first match back. Yep. Then they go, then they play Spurs who, um, they have Van de Ven, Romero yeah. back, Ben Cor back. Okay. So their Romero defense back, back okay. line's going to yeah. okay. better. They're not a sieve yep. like they have been. Yep. 
and then they play City. Yeah. So yeah. you have three weeks yeah. <laughs> to uh, monitor that before we really need to make a, okay. a choice. Fair, so fair. Good news. Okay. Good yeah. news there. We can kind of sit back that's and true. enjoy the three weeks. All right, that that's fair. And let's you know, well, let's just see. They have a they have a double down the line. Um, I mean, granted, it's it's away to Man City, but still, it's a it's a double. Um, they close the season on a really high note. They. Uh, Sheffield, Luton, Everton, Fulham, Bournemouth are um, five of their last six matches. So um, I think that he's going to be a real factor in fantasy um, over the next handful of weeks. Um, I think the KDB is another obvious one, um, uh, but but one that we can that we can think about a little bit too. Um, obviously, he's um, he's been injured. Basically, the, like what he played twenty two minutes in the first match of the season, and that was it. After, um, I, I don't really understand what happened there because he got a severe hamstring injury, and then they kind of rushed him back for no reason, right? <laughs> he kind of immediately got injured. He lost this entire half well, of the season. Well, can I can I just re- recall one uh, a comment you made on a recent podcast yes, where please. you said yeah. KDB? He seems like a normal, chill guy. I'm like, I'm screaming in my headphones. I'm like, he's the most competitive psycho like I've ever seen on the pitch. And you just made this all go like, oh, he seems relaxed, well, maybe cool, I was thinking, like normal guy. I'm like, what? I, like, well, okay, maybe, maybe I just, I self-identify as a normal guy and I'm like a competitive psycho. So, you know, it's hard to, we don't know, okay, we don't fair, know profile, fair. you know, <laughs> In a certain way. Um, but no, I there's don't doesn't he just seem like the kind of person you could like walk up to? Maybe maybe you're at a, a Belgian beer bar or something, Dave. And uh you see you see KDB over the corner and you look over and he's reading um I don't know, he's reading the North Woods, the new Daniel Mason novel. And uh excellent novel. Excellent novel. Good choice. Excellent novel. And uh, you look over and you say, Hey, how's that book? And you just chat with him for like an hour and football never once comes up. Doesn't he seem like that kind of guy that you could do that? Um, I think there was a big there's a big profile of him a few years ago where it seemed like famously he's not a big social guy. Okay, Um, Okay. so he might not appreciate being approached um, by random folks with my finger then. You know, just, but yeah. <laughs> just soft approach. But he does seem like a like a he's. A, but we do know he's a very thoughtful and very um like he remembers everyone and yeah like he like he is a very th- like thoughtful nice guy okay. for sure. Well, maybe yeah. yeah, maybe I just like him. You know, that would, and <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Who doesn't? Yeah, he's who great. doesn't like yeah. Katie Biggs? Great to have him back. Yeah, it is. It's great to have him back. I think um I think there are a couple of Liverpool midfielders that could be. Interesting fantasy wise, uh, we just need one of them to actually emerge. Like we have always had multiple options at Liverpool, right? Like like uh, multiple like attacking players to consider. Jota has done a lot in limited minutes um, over the last couple of weeks, and we've actually seen that from him kind of all season. I mean, he's he's barely played all year, and he still has five goals and four assists, right? So it's it's a, it's a pretty solid season for Jota, given that he's missed something. I mean, he's barely start. I think he started like four matches all year for for Liverpool, um, and so I, th- you know, I think that he is somebody who, if he could have an extended healthy run, could be a really interesting player. He's two years removed from a fifteen goal, seven assist season, um, you know. But Diaz is the other one, right? Who's had um, lots of uh, you know, family and injury stuff that sort of kept him from being a consistent option. At the beginning of the season, it looked like he was going to be that guy, right? He had a great start to the year, um, and so I, I, it'd be cool. Maybe this is more like I just want it to happen more than I think it's actually going to. But it'd be cool if we could get another acceptable midfield attacking asset this season. That would be that would be fun. Uh, I yeah. think we need more than one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, Jota, yeah, it'd be great if he was a, if he was an option. He just he's just like FPL heartburn to me. It's totally. just like I don't know if yeah, I can go back. It's kind of injury but. prone too. Will we ever see? It'd be interesting. I mean, I don't know if 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 things ever got bad enough at Man United that they had a managerial change, uh, then maybe those players. I mean, they've basically all been hugely like disappointing, right? I mean, Rashford, three goals and three assists on the season, it's pretty disappointing. I mean, you know. I finally got a start, I guess, in the Forest match, which I which I suppose is encouraging. But um, you know, I mean, he's been disappointing. Bruno's been disappointing. So um, your boy Mason Mount, yeah. Dave, like he hasn't been able to do it <laughs> yeah. too much. No, yeah. I, I always laugh at the the Man United guys because um, again, Mikel's tables are great, but he he just needs to redact like Man United because they're always near the top. I know. It's just like I know. No. It's like, like yeah, no. yeah, it's yeah like, we all we all learned eventually. I mean, you know, Sokka's turned into that player now too, right? There's like nothing. It's like he does everything but get FPL points recently, right? It's like he's a he, right. Every underlying stat makes it look like. I mean, I Jota's, I guess, in the, or not Jota, but um, um, the um Darwin is in the same category, right? There's these sort of the underlying superstars, right? Who just haven't been. Bruno able to hasn't had a return in seven weeks. That is, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> it's just you. I almost want to like see him go somewhere else. And just I, I don't know. It's I mean I don't know. It's um. Man United fans don't want to hear that. He, he's a great player. I love Berto, um too because he just he just plays so hard. But yeah, it's just been a really yeah. fantasy wise, they've been just completely off the table. Optimi- I'll be I'll, I'll I'll be with you, Josh. I'm optimistic. We'll have some options. All right. We'll have all right. midfield we got options. options. We got options. Coming weeks. All right, good. All right. Well, on that note, Brent, uh, wow, I almost did it again. Sorry, Dave. Uh, on that note, Dave, thank you for coming on the pod. Nice, clean, and easy this week. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with uh, another pod, a bonus pod for patrons. So hopefully, we'll have some injury news and updates that we can share on that um, Thursday pod. Uh, then Brandon is expected to be back on Sunday, uh, in which case, uh, which time, uh, because again, it'll be the stretched two week game week. Uh, we're going to do Kings of the game week. So all you Kings of the game week heads out there, uh, is it just me, Dave? Do you like the Kings of the Game Week pods? Do you enjoy listening to them, or is that just is that well? A Josh I, thing? I think now um, with Brandon with the move, your podcast is now international. You might have to have a, the Labatt <laughs> yeah, King of the Game might. Week, the Molson. Uh, Get some sponsors. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, Molson Ice <laughs> like sponsorship. Yeah, that is that is a, this is a sponsorship spot that's open up for somebody out there. All right, if you're if you're creating some kind of fantasy. Uh, app or if you're you know if you're if you're if you're making something in the fantasy space or you're just listening and you work for a corporation and you want to sponsor kings of the game week or want to do a weekly kings of the game week section uh look us up let us know and uh, we'll we'll make that happen so uh dave thanks so much though for coming on the pod i really appreciate it yeah, thanks for having me as always yeah had fun. Oh, good. And uh, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating uh, to uh, support the cheaters and to get that extra podcast that I mentioned on Thursday and uh, each Thursday or, or whenever the deadline, you know, typically on Thursday anyway, uh, throughout the season. Uh, and a uh, quick thank you to all of our producer patrons, Mike DiPietro. He's part of that NFL league, Dave. Uh, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Bobas Kuhn, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock at FPL Merch. Speaking of content uh or physical content creators in his case uh carrie swanson jefferson turner buffalo wild mings just walked by a buffalo wild wings earlier today dave and i was thinking oh if 
I didn't have my seven-year-old, I would love to just go in there and sit down for four hours, <laughs> just look at my phone and drink beer and eat chicken fingers. It sounds amazing. It's like, yeah, it sounds, hit, hit the overtime button. Yeah, it'd yeah. be great. Just sit by myself, ignore everybody. Uh, bartenders come over to chat with me and I'm just like KDB, just like silently want to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of similarities between me and him, you know, it's a, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, maybe I think I you're just a, jealous. You yeah, want his maybe life. I need to yeah. get a football and see if I've got the skills. Uh, Sam, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Belger Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Holland, you, Dave Wagner Lowdow, uh, Nick, Me. you, yeah, that's right. Uh, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalon F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Heath Cram, Thomas Tisloff, Noah and Louise. Noah, good to see you on the street a few days ago. I hadn't seen you in a while. Travis Grant, Linus Wunderstrom, Jesse Halsey. See, I don't do these producer thank yous very much, so I like to work in a little little crowd work, you know, as I go through them. Uh, yeah, I think I like the addition. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Yeah, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin. I went on his podcast a couple of weeks ago. That was very fun. Uh, the Press Play podcast. Uh, those guys were all fantastic. Uh, Blair Jacobson. Great to see you in London. Dan Parsons, uh, James C., uh, Matthew Skinner, Fro Jacobson, Brennan, Brennan, Daniel Hart, Lally, Ben Coombs, Eric Kite, and our newest producer patron, Gareth H., you can find the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast. If you would write a review on one of those networks or more, if you want one or more, that is really, really helpful to help us find, uh, help people to find the podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, slash X, Instagram, Facebook. We're considering some other social networks, Dave. We'll see. Uh, you can also find the podcast on YouTube now. The podcast is available on YouTube. Uh, and you can email us with any questions. Uh, maybe if you want to sponsor that Kings of the Game Week section, uh, go to hailcheaters at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we didn't actually do that. Yeah, we, we, we needed a, um, um, we, did, we didn't come up with our X Fun Player of the Week, did we? Um, brought to you by the Hit Movie Straits. Um, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, for, we totally forgot. All right, we'll save it for the Patreon pod. Uh, but you can visit the website, alwayscheating.com, uh, to find out more. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.